Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Today is the day where we light our Saint Stan candle in hopes that we awaken the Marvel gods because we are ready to talk all about Thor, Love, and Thunder, and we can't do that without our special correspondent, Melinda, here to represent the MCU. Welcome back, Melinda. Ooh, Excelsior. (laughs) I have my President Logie water bottle right next to me. I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Did you guys all see the behind the scenes? of Loki season two being filmed. Do you see those pictures? I heard about them. I haven't seen them. Oh, he's a tall drink of water. That that Tom Hiddleston, I tell (laughs) you. Yes. And he was at Wimbledon. Did you guys see the pictures at Wimbledon? And he had his sporting his Loki hair. And I was Mm -hmm. like, imagine if that just sat down next to you in like a regular (laughs) life situation. And you're like, what the ever loving F am I seeing here? What is going on? what is happening. I would probably, I would pass out. I thoroughly love this movie. Melinda and I saw this. We thought we'd treat ourselves to an regal experience with this VIP lounge that they (laughs) offer. Um, it was interesting because we saw the TikTok that highlighted this regal experience in this VIP lounge. I joke because back in Bakersfield, we have a bar called the VIP. So everybody's like, hey, see you at the VIP tonight. And it's anything but VIP. (laughs) And it was just chairs in a hallway, cushions. Classy chairs in a hallway. But there was a movie screen on the opposite side. And we're like, this was not the TikTok that we imagined. (laughs) And we were just going to brainstorm content and and talk Thor. We ended up pre-gaming Thor. Having a great time. For anybody else, who has had a positive regal experience in their VIP lounge message us. We did not get that. I thought there was more. Oh, I get to order from the menu. That's cool. You know where else I can order from a menu? A restaurant. I took the kids to see it and my kids range from eight to 17 and everybody loved it. It was cracking up. We had a great old time. It was so fun. It just covered all the emotions, but you're laughing through it. There's touching moments. There's exciting moments. There's sexy moments. For whatever reason, I always forget how funny Thor movies are. I just immediately think fun action. Action Marvel movie plus Chris Hemsworth, which just yay, eye candy. Yes, I can sit through that. No problem. All day. I can all day, do this every day. All day. <laughs> constantly laughing the writing was there it yeah. was comedic gold the whole time i mean talking about thor's movies being funny like the first two were taken very seriously but they were almost camp like, <laughs> they took themselves so seriously it wasn't serious any longer and then taika came in and just livened it up and i love his humor i really did enjoy the film i also was a little bit tipsy because <laughs> uh, man i downed that drink without having eaten anything prior but it was the peaches and cream so i mean i'm a sucker for sweet drinks so there you go same <laughs> So are we. Yep. (laughs) You're in good company. (laughs) I need Taika to narrate life moving forward. Absolutely. His voice is so soothing. He could narrate a children's book or an Allstate commercial. I think he's our next Morgan Freeman. He could play the voice of God. And I'd I'd be in for it. I'm like, sign me up. I need more Korg in my life right now. Yes. I love Mm -hmm. me some Korg. So let's get into casting. So we had Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Natalie Portman was Dr. Jane Fox. 
Foster, also the Mighty Thor. Christian Bale was Gore. Taika Waititi was Korg. Tessa Thompson was Valkyrie. Russell Crowe was Zeus. And then Jamie Alexander was back as Sif. Here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. That means spoilers. We have seen Thor Love and Thunder and we are talking about it. We are getting into it. And this is your spoiler alert. You've been warned. All right, Melinda, I'm ready for you to spill the tea and enlighten us <laughs> on some characters. Okay. Well, first off, we're introduced to Gore. I mean, his origins in the MCU are very much reflective of his comic backstory. So he's known as Gore the God Butcher, and he was born on a planet that doesn't have a name and lived almost every day on the brink of starvation. He was taught to trust in the gods, but they never actually answered his prayers. His parents died when he was young, um, so he was left to fend for himself. And he did marry and he did have children, but his partner and many, if not all of his children, also passed away. And when his last surviving son finally died, he gave up hope and expressed his belief that there were no God for which he was exiled by his people. And so he wandered the desert. He was just praying to die. And when he witnessed a pair of battling gods fall out of the sky nearby, he became enraged because one of the gods asked him for his help. So the gods were transformed into this massive darkness and it bonded to gore. And he used this new weapon called the Necrosword to kill the god and then vow to seek vengeance against all gods. So very similar to what we saw in the MCU where he comes across an oasis, realizes the god has no interest in him, and he becomes the bearer of the Necrosword. We also, as Lauren said, we do have Dr. Jane Foster, and she also has a similar story very similar story to the comics, but with a slight change. In the movie, we find out that Thor asked Mjolnir to keep Jane safe when they were in their relationship, and that in turn made her into Mighty Thor. And that was how Mjolnir kept Jane safe. But in the comics, Thor loses his ability to hold Mjolnir during a fight with Nick Fury, and the hammer remains on the moon until it telepathically reached out to Jane. Jane eventually gives into the hammer's call and requested Heimdall to take her to the hammer's location and was able to pick up Mjolnir and gain his powers. So the thing with Mjolnir and Jane when Jane turns into the mighty Thor, the hammer basically purges all of the toxins out of her system. So that includes the chemotherapy, which allowed her cancer to progress to stage four. So every time she changes into mighty Thor, her cancer is able to spread. And so it's as if she hasn't had any treatment. And she does choose to change into mighty Thor one last time to help save new Asgard and finds herself at the gates of Valhalla. In the movie, Thor accepts her death, but in the comics, he does not. And he teams up with Odin to bring her back and she basically says no you can continue on a Thor I'm gonna fight my battle of cancer and I think she's currently a Valkyrie in the comics a lot of backstory (laughs) no but that I mean it's good backstory I think she would make a great Valkyrie on top of being a doctor that could still happen though in the next movie because Mm -hmm. she goes to Valhalla and so he could maybe not accept it and bring her back who knows it's more movie material yeah, and in the movie, they don't really explain why Mjolnir is doing the things to Jane. Thor just passionately tells Jane, you need to stop using Mjolnir, it's killing you. And that's basically as far as it went. And it wasn't until I started reading the comics. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Like, I didn't realize that Mjolnir basically got rid of everything toxic, including the chemotherapy. And that's how her cancer progressed so rapidly. And then speaking of Mjolnir more than just a hammer and i found this out in the comics <laughs> I saw julie in the theater i was like oh my god julie you have to know about this 
So basically in the comic, an elder god known as God Temis or the Mother of Thunder, it's a very strong and powerful cosmic thunderstorm, went on this rampage. And Odin fought this elder god and defeated it and had the dwarves create a weapon to contain the storms that he could use the god Tempest's power as a weapon. Obviously, the mother god of thunder did not like Odin, and that was why he couldn't use it, which is why he forbade anyone else from using Jonathan. It started to call out to Thor. So legend has it in the comics that the mother god inside Mjolnir eventually faded away and only its magic remained, but it has since regained sentience and sought out Jane. My mind blown when I read that in the comics. So we were also introduced to Axel, previously known as Astrid, and he's Heimdall's son. He doesn't exist in the comics. So my assumption is that they created Axel to keep Heimdall around for future MCU projects. Please. Yes. If I can have Idris Elba still in this in these movies, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also at the very end we get introduced to gore's daughter which they goes by the name love we figured it's not actually her name because they refer to thor as thunder so mm-hmm. we kind of figured love is a nickname there isn't a character specifically named love in the comics but it appears that love has cosmic supernatural powers since she was revived by eternity there is a theory floating around that love may become like a combination of characters from the comics such as Layla or Sylvie became or a combination of a couple of characters or the other theory is that she could be known as the character singularity and singularity is a cosmic being who can generate teleportation between realities can sense other sentient beings she can time and space travel, uh, she can fly, and she can shield herself and others from harm by an energy shield. So that's a theory. Both Taika and Chris Hemsworth stated that they were very surprised when the titles credit scene saying that Thor will return showed up because they didn't know. So who knows what they have in store for love. Yeah. I mean, imagine you thought your job was done and you're like, I'm still employed. Thanks, Maggie. Chris Hemsworth had his whole family in the film. So this was, and even I was under the impression that this was the final Thor film. This is going to be it. Like it's done. And then the title card came up. (laughs) Julie was sitting next to me and was like, oh, he's coming back. So I feel like you weren't as surprised as I was because so good about that. <laughs> yeah, which tells me they probably shot alternate endings that it ended it to a point where they did not think that they would be returning. And they're just like, I don't know. Are we? Aren't we? We'll figure it out when we <laughs> go see it at the premiere. This will be great. Somebody um, slammed a cup down and, and said, another. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's do another. <laughs> I just hope Chris and Tyker are best friends. I love seeing them on screen together and knowing that they get to come back. All the rumors were saying that the hammer would be passed to Jane. I wasn't expecting her to die at all. I was expecting... Chris Hemsworth to transition out of the franchise and ta-da we get one more Thor I'm so excited phase four in the MCU they are heavily using the theme of gods in the afterlife you have Valhalla you have Miss Marvel there's Moon Knight so it's gonna be very interesting to see which path they're going to take with Thor and all of the young kids that they're bringing in as well for um, the next generation. And in the end, we finally saw Hercules. 
Hercules been one of Thor's rivals for decades in the comics. It's not like they're villains. They both worked for the Avengers, albeit at different times. So they never actually worked together, but they're on the same team. And they're both stubborn sons of God kings. Both love to prove how strong they are versus the other. And they keep trying to one-up each other to prove they're the best. So it's going to be interesting to see if Hercules and Thor meet up in the MCU. We were also introduced to Eternity, again, with the theme of gods. Eternity is the living embodiment of all of time and space. So every universe has its own version of eternity, which then makes up a larger multiversal version of eternity. There are older entities in the Marvel comics, such as the Celestials, but since the multiverse, it's always in a cycle of death and rebirth. Eternity is also in that same cycle. He's basically immortal and he can control space and time as well as matter with just a thought. Um, But in the MCU, he was seen more of like a wish granter. So be interesting to see if they develop Eternity into a bigger character in the MCU and what they previously shown in Thor Love and Thunder. So yeah, those are the characters that we were introduced to. We had some great cameos. I was impressed. Who was your favorite cameo? Melissa McCarthy. It's part of the new Asgardian theater troupe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was super fun. As Hella. Oh, and I wanted to shout out, she broke your special hammer from the James Corden special. That was my favorite. And also Daryl Jacobs. I didn't know this. So there, before Ragnarok came out, Taika made these shorts for the like the one shot series that MCU had and it's called Team Thor and this is where it's like well what what would Thor be like if he just became more humanized for a little bit and so they had to move in with a roommate and that roommate is now a tour guide in New Asgard so <laughs> that was a great tip off I loved that little appearance you mentioned this to me I already knew this film was filled with Hemsworth family members the embodiment of how it was just such a big family affair and then you pointed out that his wife was in the movie as what wolf woman I was like <laughs> what a good team player she was just like now I'm part of the MCU <laughs> Love it. And I knew his kids were a part of it. And I thought, what a great way to like bring your kids to work. His wife coming in strong is like the wolf woman (laughs) girlfriend. I was like, yes, please. All day, every day. The Hemsworth family, top notch. I see you and I respect you. I want to see more of you guys doing all these fun cameos. Let's talk Easter eggs. What else did you catch that I definitely didn't because I was too busy laughing? Well, one of them is Taika is more conscious of putting in Maori representation. So like, for instance, Thor mentioned that he wants to have the Maori God of War to Matawenga to join the team for an upcoming fight. And they have an actress, Sheila Korra, is credited as Maori Princess in Zeus's Temple. So another Easter egg that we have, the Necro Sword has ties to the same symbiote world that Venom comes from. That's wild. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see if they bring that up because now we had that little end credit scene with No Way Home with venom so right? we'll see how we'll see if it comes into play so does um, thor make a cameo in the next spider-man because i'm here for that right? like Real to life. fight venom <laughs> <laughs> yes please all of that and then there are several statues in the temple at the final battle that consists of eternity who we previously mentioned mm-hmm. but there's also uatu the watcher from what if and um, there's a big old statue of him and then there's a couple of other characters that we haven't been introduced to yet there's lady death who is obviously death and in the comics she took thanos on as a lover and he snapped half the universe to impress her so that was why that happened in the comics jeez <laughs> oh, what a stupid flex <laughs> thanos get it together he's like oh you like death here let mm-hmm. me show you some <laughs> right <laughs> The next statue we have, it's the Living Tribunal, and he is 
the representative or the supreme ruler of the multiverse and is the personification of multiversal law. So he's a cosmic entity who has existed as long as the universe itself and its function is to safeguard the multiverse from the imbalance of mystical forces staring at you, Doctor Strange. So I don't know, we might see the Living Tribunal. And then we also have Eon, who is Eternity's offspring, and he's associated with the concept of time. Basically knows what is happening or what could happen anywhere in the universe at any time and is considered one of the greatest scholars and teachers of the cosmos because he has an immense wealth of knowledge that just cannot be measured. And the last statue is Infinity, who is Eternity's sister. And Infinity is one of the creators of the Infinity Stones. Okay. Other creators oh. include Death, Entropy. Entropy is Eternity's son and Eternity. So Infinity is a personification of space. She has unlimited ability to manipulate time, energy, space, matter, reality, or magic for any purpose. These statues are just letting the audience know at this point that they do exist in the MCU, but whether or not they'll actually they'll have someone portray them, we'll hopefully see that in the future, but we don't know. <laughs> so. Okay. Top three favorite moments. I'm a Loki fan. So when you got a close up of Thor's back tattoos, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a list of people that have passed away that he cares about. And next to Loki's name, it's a question mark. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I also, I love when Jane... Foster said, eat my hammer. <laughs> yes. Because that's a line from the comics. I was reading the comics. I was like, oh, hey, I've heard this before. Um, and then, of course, my other favorite is when Thor rode Stormbreaker, like a broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, I was That was so good. <laughs> I have to give it up to Stormbreaker. He was so funny. His comedic timing of, I don't know, jealous girlfriend coming in <laughs> just floating <laughs> in <laughs> right that just came out of nowhere i was not expecting stormbreaker to have any type of personality at all and i was very impressed with stormbreaker's performance in general the goats oh my goodness oh yes yeah <laughs> the goats <laughs> and the tiktok you sent me about the goats made so much sense so there's a, a viral video of taylor swift where she's singing trouble and these goats scream and it's the same goats and Taika is being interviewed about this song and where did he get the inspiration for the goats and whoever's interviewing him mentions that and he was like I knew it came from somewhere like it was a song and I couldn't remember it and I remember the same thing saying I know these goats where have I heard this before and sure enough the goats stole the show so cheers to the goats <laughs> I loved seeing Thor with the kids and then giving the kids his power for a little bit for the battle I was like talk about some daddy energy right there this <laughs> is my favorite thing right now I thought that was so cute because the kids were scared and then he empowered them and then they were able to fight the battle and that one little girl with her little teddy bear and she's just <laughs> taking fools out left and right I'm like this is so great yeah he was the epitome of daddy energy in that moment and I loved every second of it I just loved how he so kind of side-eyed and said probationary like really quietly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this isn't permanent <laughs> I think overall this movie it was so fun and I think it really like harkened back to the original movie where there is still that bit of cluelessness with Thor where he doesn't really <laughs> know how he comes across like so overconfident but you know he is more humble now but I just loved that you know you get that the true essence of why we love those Thor movies throughout and they just keep getting better and better so I'm excited for the next one same mm -hmm. yeah. yeah definitely and now it's time for the fangirl spotlight of the week 
Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form. With prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, Downton Abbey, and more, you are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. FANGIRLS Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to listen to all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirl's Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Marvel, Marvel Studios, any part of the MCU, the cast of Thor, Love, and Thunder, Allstate Insurance, just really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.